Hi, people. What is up? Oh. Sorry about that. Trying to get in a little bit more. Yeah. Huh? Oh, you're good. You're good there. Didn't know if my light was in the way. Oh, no. Give it a few minutes. If you're joining us, which I don't see anyone joining us yet, Mm. but... And if you're joining our replay, go ahead and share a video. We're going to be talking about... Is Jesus coming soon? Probably saw that in the title. Yeah. I I think it's something that needs to be shared because people need to know that, you know, there is a return of of Jesus Christ, that he he will be coming back very quickly, very shortly. And, you know, we don't have, in in my opinion, I'll get into it. I'm not going to, like, spoil the title now, but... I don't believe we have too much time left until Jesus' return, until he comes back down here for his children. And we see God's wrath poured out upon, um, to, you know, the world. So we'll go ahead and jump into this. And I'll share some news along what's going on in, in the world and what I've noticed and what I've seen. Happy anniversary! Happy anniversary, Mara! What are you doing? Let's talk about your anniversary. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, and, and you know, people need to know. People need to know that Jesus is coming back soon. People need to know that there's not much time left, and they need to get their lives right with God before He comes back. Because you know, once Jesus returns, that's not something that you want to miss. And I think it's going to be very important that people realize that there's not much time left and there's not a whole lot of other time that we can spend goofing off. So let's go ahead and get into this without me just keep ranting on. So I'm going to start in Matthew, verse 24, and I'm going to quickly brief over this, and then we'll flip over to Revelation in a little bit. It says, As he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, saying, Tell us when these, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age and it says and jesus answered them saying let no one lead you astray for many will come in my name saying i am the christ and they will lead many astray and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not alarmed for this must take place but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom and there will be famines like now and earthquakes in various places all of these but the beginning of the birth pains. Hmm, that's interesting. Then they will deliver you up to tribulation and put you to death, and you will be hated by all nations for my name's sake. And then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will arise and lead many astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. That's such a great place to stop right there before I continue. Because there's so much that you can even point out of what we've seen now. Rumors, (laughs) wars and rumors of wars. What did we see back in January? What did we see back when we we thought World War Three was about ready to be started after the missile was launched? You know, you know, people don't connect these things to the Word of God. You know, after the um, well, what was his name? I can't even think of his name, but it was he was the general in Iran at the time up, until Donald Trump blew him up. You know, 
And, and from that point on, we saw World War Three like almost take place. Rumors of wars. You see these things come to place. You see what the Word of God was talking about. Nation will rise against nation. Kingdom against kingdom. You see that all the time. You see fighting. And that's not even the part I'm really wanting to get into because that's something that's happened through time itself. But then you see there will be famines and earthquakes in various places. You know, we're in a famine right now. And it's not the same kind of famine that would have taken place in that time because famines back then were based more on rain. But we've seen economies collapse. We've seen America plummet. We've seen other countries plummet in the economy. Things have changed. We're in a, in a famine now. So you see what's taking place according to the Word of God. And he said, this is not the end, but just the beginning of the birthing pains. It's like a woman going into labor. You Take that for example. The birthing pains happen before the baby arrives. So if Jesus is technically the baby arriving then you know when the birthing pains start happening, you're no longer in the nine-month period of having the baby. You are actually in the very last few hours of that baby being born. And that's why I believe we're very close to Jesus returning is because we're seeing these signs. This didn't exist 50, 40, even 30 years ago. With all, I mean, not until we saw things probably in the early 2000s late 90s did we start seeing major um things change and, and with our country and just the pull away from things we've seen and i'll get into more about cash and and the money system later but you can see the difference and things that have happened just even the course of i mean this year alone has been crazy enough mm-hmm. this year alone we've had so many changes that people probably don't even realize what's happened and I'm going to explain some of that to you. Famines. We're in one. Guess what? Bible says it. Earthquakes in various places. You can kind of look at that. We had an, I mean, back in 2015, there was an earthquake in Washington, D.C. Who would have thought? I mean, no one pays attention to earthquakes anymore. Hi, Auntie. But, but and then it says these are the beginnings of the um, birthing pains. They will deliver you up to death. You will be hated by all nations for my namesake. How are Christians labeled right now in other countries and not only in other countries, in America? They're blaming this whole coronavirus things on Christians for keeping churches open not, and not including any of the riots. No one, I've never seen one news source say that coronavirus could be spread because of the mass riots that people were around each other. That these peaceful protests, these riots, everything that people are doing, that this is a breeding ground for the coronavirus. I never saw anything about that. Instead, they mandate masks and say no singing in churches. Go figure. You see that. People hate the church. They'll hurt us because of Christ. You can look throughout the Bible and see that. It's not, it's, it's wide open. But unless you know what the Bible says about these things and are told what the Bible says, you people never know. People will never connect dots unless they have all the dots to connect. So you can see that. You can see that there's an attack against God's people. There's an attack against God's church in this area. It says, and then many will fall away and betray one another and hate one another. You've had a big split in churches right now. And I know I'm using this incident a lot because I, maybe I should have titled the message differently. But because I, I'm all, seeing all of these things coming out of this coronavirus thing. I'm seeing a lot of stuff change even coming out of this where we got to see something very interesting even with church people. 
in churches around the world that you were divided up into two groups. You were going to stay open or you were going to shut down. And based on what you chose, you could very easily start a problem with another church. Dr. Rodney stayed open. I mean, many people know that he got arrested. Who was giving things to say during that time when he was arrested? Who came up to the stand and like gave a, like during the conference or whatever, or during the arrest, who came up to speak after the sheriff? A pastor. There are two or three different pastors that came up and spoke about what he did about his church was wrong. You have pastors hating one another. When does that ever happen? Brother will turn against brother. It's not talking about a literal brother. And I, I was telling my dad this a while back. I said, it's not talking about literal brothers, little sisters. I mean, it can be, not saying it isn't. But you see, the, the interesting thing is it's brother against brother as in the body of Christ. People that you should account for, and I was like telling my dad this, people that you should be able to go to, people that you should have at least one common interest, which is Jesus Christ with. You may not get along with someone in the world because you don't agree, because they don't like the decision that you made to follow Jesus. But the one thing you should have in common with every believer is they love Jesus and will do anything to support that. But you've seen that, where if a pastor stays open and preach to his congregation, then another pastor will get up and rebuke him for it. That's not love. That's not what a believer should be doing. We should be praying for one another and edifying one another. You didn't see the church in, the, in Acts do that. You didn't see. P Peter and Paul really didn't like each other. A lot of people don't realize that. But Peter and Paul had some things to say to each other. But they were always operated in love. They always operated in an area where they respected one another. They, I mean, and, and there are issues. People don't realize there were issues with the apostles. There were times where they would have issues with each other. But they never got mad. They never rebuked one. They never did something to provoke the other. They still loved. And they still operated as a body and as a family. And, and that's something you've lost now with the, the church. You have churches rise up against other churches and criticize them. And hate them for decisions that another church made. And it goes both ways. It, it, you know, it's it's crazy. Many false prophets will arise and lead you astray. And because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. Mm -hmm. That's very interesting to me. Because it goes hand in hand. Because lawlessness will be increased, the love of many will grow cold. What do you see in today's generation? And I'm not talking just after this year. But something that's happened a lot in the last few years that people, when they operate in an area of lawlessness, where they do things like these protests, do you see any kind of love involved in those protests? Let me ask you. I'm not talking about peaceful ones. Yeah, you have peaceful protests. I'm not, I'm not going to condemn that. But you have a lot more riots. You have flipping off cops. You have all of these other things happening. Now, that's lawlessness. But the thing is, they're hating for no reason. The love inside of them, the love, the consciousness, the thing inside of them has been pulled out to where all they do is they're angry. They're angry at the world. They're angry at America. They're angry, but they have no reason to be angry. You can see that. The love of many will grow cold. There's no love abiding in them. Mm -hmm. There's nothing inside of them that keeps them connected to anything. They just they tune out. They're angry all the time, they're, but they have no reason to be angry. Nothing ever happened. Like tearing down American statues. I mean, come on. The statues have been there for years. They've never hurt anyone. It's a reminder of what happened. Tearing down, Mar I mean, they were talking about tearing down Martin Luther King Jr. 
which was basically the founder of the, he gave a lot of rights to the black community but they're tearing his statue down because they don't like his stance with Israel so it's crazy when you look at things like that hi Kai this is Kai right probably Craig Craig sounds okay. like Craig but or Kai and Craig it's both of them okay but you know you see that throughout and just even with all of this stuff going on, it's hate. It's lawlessness and it's hate. There's nothing else but that. You can't pinpoint it and say, oh, that's different. There's just a lawlessness and hate you can see around going. And it doesn't take – And you know, I'm using a lot of this stuff to stuff that's going on right now because I feel like that's the best way people can relate to things. Yeah. you have anything before I keep going? Go ahead. All right. All right. I'm going to flip over a little bit. We're going to still stay in Matthew. And I don't know if I want to do 29 or just go straight to 36. But I think I'm going to go to Matthew 24, 36. But concerning that day and hour, no one knows, not even the angels of heaven, nor the Son, but the Father only. For as were the days of Noah, so will be the coming of the Son of Man, for as in those days before the flood, they were eating and drinking, marrying and giving in marriage until the day when Noah entered the ark, and they were unaware until the flood came and swept them all away. So will be the coming of the Son of Man. The two men will be left in the field. One will be taken. One will be left. And I'm going to stop right there. I'll continue after that. Just like in the days of Noah. Just like in the days of Noah. I find that very interesting. That just how God told Noah to build an ark that there was going to be a flood, he was preparing Noah. Just like how God gave us the book of Revelation to prepare the believer. He gave us signs. He gave it like just what I read to you. He gave a sign saying that I will come back very soon. Mm -hmm. You can see that clearly in God's word that I've shown you. Jesus is coming back very soon. And just from basic signs. And I'll get into something a little bit deeper here in, here in a few minutes. But... You know, you see, in the days of Noah, so will be the coming of man. The thing about that, I was even telling Halama a few days ago, I said, the thing that I've always noticed, and this is just my own opinion, I, you know, I'm from Scripture, but just from what I've seen throughout Scripture, what you notice very early on in the Scripture, from Noah to Sodom and Gomorrah, and if you are familiar with the story in Judges about the tribe of Benjamin being wiped out, all the way up until now, the big thing that happened before God's wrath ever fell on any of these places, that there was an increase of evilness on the earth. There was an increase of evil surrounding the earth. Noah it talks about that, how evilness increased, and man had no good thought. Man, could not, man thought nothing but evil. That's what the Bible says in Genesis. Man thought nothing but evil. So you have a bunch of people that all they think about and all their heart desires is evil things. And that's when the flood of God comes and, and wipes them all away. Sodom and Gomorrah. You got to see that same kind of thing. Sin ran rampant. And, you know, people, 
it sucked a lot how they practiced homosexuality in that time. They did. They told, bring out, and it was when the angels of God went into Sodom and Gomorrah, you got to see that. They said, bring out your the two men that are in your house with you so we may know them. What that means in that translation is what we may know them. It means so we can have sex with them. Mm. So and, and a lot of people never are say, oh, it doesn't say that. No, it says we may know them. And, and you know, in King James, they, they had a different set. Like, I don't even know. Like, no meant sex. But you got to see. And, and um, I'll just go ahead and talk about Judges real quickly while we're on it. And Judges, you got to see that the same kind of evilness that was in Sodom and Gomorrah with the tribe of Benjamin in the book of Judges happened. And then the entire tribe of Israel wiped them, the tribe of Benjamin, Benjamin out almost completely. Like, there were very few men left. They ended up growing again after but they were punished severely, almost decimated because of the sin that they had committed. And it had to do with homosexuality, raping a woman, and then killing the woman after they raped her. What are you seeing here on this earth now? Yeah, it's same. Same stuff. Same crazy things. You, I mean, yeah, gay, gayness has existed since the beginning of time. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not condemning anyone that is that. But... You got to notice that there's more of a push. There's more of an attack. There's more of a of something going on in play. Where if you don't agree with what we do, then you are will be crucified. You will be killed. You will be hated for what you stand on. You believe the word. Of, I mean, again, the Bible is becoming a hate message. It's like with um, you know, Lot when he didn't send out his men, all he could say is, "Let me give you my daughter, so you can rape my daughters instead." There was no defense besides take my daughters. He tried to compromise with them so they wouldn't do an abomination to God. What are you seeing right now? It's not just people in their own closed doors. You are seeing an attack against the church, where people who may or may not even be gay walk into a bakery, want a cake, the guy refuses it, and now they're suing them. You're in a time where people are attacking Christians for what they believe. It's evil. And you don't think that there's going to be punishment for that. Every time something evil and major happened, according to the word of God, God's wrath came quickly behind it. And that's one reason why I believe that we don't have too much longer left on this earth. Why we, Jesus will be coming back very soon is because when lawlessness abides... God's wrath comes quickly behind that. And these are all Old Testament examples. Now you have the believer that I believe is the only thing that's holding back God's wrath at this very time right now. It's because of the Christian. It's because of the people that follow God. But you got to understand, God's wrath is still coming. It talks about God's wrath in Revelation. How the church will be pulled out and God's wrath will sweep over the earth. And you do not want to be here for that. You do not want to be here during God's wrath. You don't want to be here when God decides to like, you know, it talks about one third of the population of the earth being destroyed in a day. You don't want to be here for that. Mm -hmm. That's coming very quickly. And I believe that it's going to happen very soon. Again, no one knows the time or hour, but I believe very soon. And this is where I want to talk to you about how quickly I believe Jesus's return is. Can you go ahead and give me that scripture in Revelation? Yeah. Did you have something? No. No, I think you did. Did you? No, Revelations 13. Yeah. Did you want me to start at 11 or 16? Uh, so go ahead and start at 16. Okay. I'm not going to go through all that. There's just one point I want to make. Okay. He required everyone small, rich, 
um, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one who understands with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast for it is the number of a man his number is 666 so you see that and this is talking about a mark that will be placed on every person and, and this is where people have tried to figure this out where people have done studies and tried to figure out what the meaning of 666 means 666 means and you have studies about it. People are saying COVID-19 stands for 666. I got to watch a video on that. And they make reasonable points. According to certain algorithms, you can get that. The monster drink. You know, people come up. Um, I heard one person even say that uh, Donald Trump Jr., Donald Trump's son, had a building in New York that his building was 666. So you've got a ton of stuff out there about the number 666. But that's not what I want to focus on. I wanted to focus more on. It says everyone will be required to have a mark in their hand or in their forehead to buy or sell anything. Doesn't matter who you are, rich, poor, free, or slave. You will have to have a mark in your hand or in your forehead. And this is what the mark of the beast is. This will send you straight to hell once you receive it. And, you know, we, uh, you know, back in 1980, let's use that for an example. If you said that you no, know, everyone had to have a mark in their hand or in their forehead to buy or sell. That's a little bit crazy and absurd at that time. I even watched a 90s movie. It was kind of funny. It wasn't even a chip they, they had in their hand. It was a tattoo. It was a 90s movie. They either had a tattoo in their forehead or a tattoo on their arm, which basically represented it because people didn't understand microchipping technology back then. But now you have it. Now you have Bill Gates wanting to come out with microchipping technology and put it in vaccines for the coronavirus. I mean, think about it. We're so close to this point of microchipping people and microchipping human beings to track people. To I mean, th give it time. I, I believe it'll happen very shortly. Oh, put a microchip in your kid to know where your kid is. Put a microchip in you. So or, or everyone can get microchipped. So we know who has had the coronavirus or not. Things will happen very quickly. And you can see it all tied into each other. And think about it. They're talking about already implementing chips in people's hands to use as bank, you know, it's the RFID chips, putting them in people's hands. It's what's in your bank card, where all you got to do is walk up to a register, put your hand underneath it, they scan your forehead, then you're free to go. <clears throat> you know, th that pays for your stuff. So you see that. No one can buy or sell anything without that chip. You will see that happen very quickly. And this is what I really found interesting is even with the Federal Reserve this past week, they have stopped printing all change and they've quit making quarters, dimes, nickels, and pennies. You've seen that. You know, at first I was kind of like, wait, what's going on with this? But people are saying, please bring exact change in or run it by debit or credit card because changes the federal reserve is having a shortage and, and this is what they're calling it as a shortage it's not a shortage they're bringing they're taking away the change they're bringing back all of these different currencies so and and you can see that they're lining this up with a one world government they're lining this up with a one world system to where you see very shortly a cashless society because it starts out with that it starts out with the small things then they'll take ones and fives 
tens and twenties, and then they're going to begin to take away the cash system that America is based on, and everything will be a cashless society. It'll be all by card, it'll be by debit credit card, and then you watch that from that point, it'll go further to where now you don't even need a debit or credit card, it's in your hand. And you're seeing that now. You're seeing the beginnings of that right now. So when you put in the comparison how quickly the return of Jesus Christ is and how even the world from the coronavirus has lined up to into a one world system to where China is now completely like their whole system has changed over the last few um, months to where they're completely a communist nation. They're, they're tracking everybody, watching everybody and you can't speak out against the government. You give it time, it'll happen here. It'll happen around the world because that's what the Bible predicts. It's not to scare you. It's not to tell you. And, and this is the good news is this scripture right here. The Bible says the man of lawlessness cannot be revealed until he that is in the way is removed. Which who is in the way? Me and you, the Christian, the person that is in the way that is keeping this one world system from happening and um, Satan taking over earth is me and you. We're the only thing holding that back. The Christian is. And that scripture can be found in 2 Thessalonians. <coughs> so you can see that as you being the only person that is holding that back. And then when Jesus comes and raptures his people out of this earth. And we go up to heaven to be with him. I believe that a lot more will unfold. And that's when you'll see that whole system combined. But I think you're going to start seeing things line up, which is not to scare you, but it is to let you know that Jesus is coming very, very shortly. And he doesn't want you to miss heaven, and I don't want you to miss heaven, which is why I'm sharing with this with you all to, right now. It's because I don't want you to keep living in an area to where you know that you, if Jesus were to return right now, that you would not make it. That you couldn't go to heaven because there's something in your life holding you back. I want every person listening to say, yes, I am sin free and I am on my way to heaven when Jesus returns. Because, And I say this because I don't want people to miss heaven because they thought they had a little bit more time. They didn't know Jesus was coming back. They didn't know Jesus was coming back in this short period of time. I didn't know he was coming in 2025. I didn't know he was coming in 2028. I didn't know he was coming in 2030. I thought I'd be older. I thought I'd be a few more years down the road. I thought I would be an old man. I could party it up when I was young and then fix my life when I was 50, 60. But you don't know how much time you have. But I'm showing you from the word of God. We are very close to Jesus returning yeah. and taking his children up to heaven with him, which will be a glorious day. It'll be a beautiful day for the people that know who Jesus is. For, for the people that don't, for the people that have sat there and wondered, what <clears throat> would happen to me if Jesus were to return or I have more time to get things right? I want you to make a decision that now is the time for you to follow Jesus wholeheartedly and turn away from sin. Because I don't want you to miss heaven. I don't want you to think that Jesus was coming back a little later on, but him come back tomorrow. Because the word of God says no one knows the day or hour. And according to the word of God, everything has been fulfilled for Jesus' return. All prophecy, everything spoken about Jesus returning, has been fulfilled. He can come back at any minute. So, with you knowing that he can come back any minute, I want to give you an opportunity 
to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior and turn away from everything, saying, I want to make a choice now to serve Jesus for the rest of my life, to turn away from sin, to turn away from what I know is wrong, and choose to follow Jesus until he comes to take me home. I want you to pray this prayer after me. Say, Dear Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Wash me. Cleanse me. Set me free. Jesus, I thank you that you died for me and that you're coming back again for me. I confess Jesus is my Lord and my Savior. And I, and I want you to make this a declaration. Say, I am saved, I'm born again, and I'm on my way to heaven because I have Jesus in my heart. Amen. And I've got one more thing. That maybe you know you're saved, maybe you know you're a Christian, but you know. Or maybe you've wondered because of a sin in your life, because of something that has kept you in bondage, or something that the devil has bound you with. That, yeah, you've confessed Jesus Christ, but you know that I have a certain thing in my life that the Bible says is unclean. I want to pray with you. And I want you to contact either Halama or I and talk to us so we can pray with you and help you in that situation so we know you're going to come out on top. So we know that when Jesus returns, there is nothing that will have him say, depart from me, I never knew you. Or you missed the return of Jesus Christ. So please contact us, message us, and we would love to hear from you. And we would love to see you in heaven. Um, other than that, I don't really have anything. You have? I thought you were going to pray with Whoever. Oh, yeah. I'll pray with everyone. You want to pray with Go ahead. I can. Go ahead and pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for every person who have said that prayer today. Even every viewer that's watching, I thank you that you have set their lives apart for your work. And I thank you that even as they received you as their Lord and Savior today, I thank you that you have sealed their life for your, for your glory. And I thank you not one will miss heaven. I thank you for protection over their lives. And I thank you that you yeah. have set them free. Your word says that who the sun sets free is free indeed so i thank you that they are free from every bondage in jesus mighty name and we declare yeah. that over every person whoever's dealing with any type of bondage whoever's dealing with any kind of addiction we bind that now and i declare freedom in your life in jesus mighty name and i thank you lord that your a hand of protection that your blood covers them and i thank you lord that you have great and mighty things ahead for them in Jesus' mighty name, amen. 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 Hi, Auntie Denise. Hi, Sandy. Hi, Mom. Whoever said that prayer, please contact us and let us know. And just with that prayer, the Word of God says that it talks about repenting. That was a repentance. And that was a prayer of repentance. And when you repent, you don't go back into the same sin. You turn away from sin and you move forward. Mm. So yeah, Zane is spacing out on there. <laughs> you are. I know. You are. <laughs> We're yeah. tired. We, had a, we didn't sleep till late. But yeah. But repentance. Turn away from that sin. Yeah. Yeah. You have anything else? No. no. We love you. We love you. Everyone have a great day. Bye. Bye. <laughs>